0: Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.
1: Hi everyone, you're listening to Take the Hit with Official Charts, a podcast about music that goes way beyond your standard music interview and ask the questions you never knew you needed answers to. My name's Rob, I'm editor of OfficialCharts.com, a website full of music news, features and interviews, as well as the official singles and albums charts, as heard on BBC Radio 1. Joining me today from the team is David. Hello. Hi David, how are you?
2: I am very good, thank you. Thank
1: you for joining us again on this podcast. Thank you for inviting me, Rob. Yeah, you made it You made it back.
2: I'm back <laughs> for, another...
1: <laughs> for another go. Yeah. This week's guest is Freya Ridings. Amazing. And she has a hugely successful ballad. Called yes. lost without you. Um,
2: oh god, yeah, I definitely know that one. <laughs>
1: um it, it well, it became popular through Love Island, which I don't watch. So
2: That's, David, I believe you. Why don't it. why don't you watch it, Rob? I Do you actually go out in the summer?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually enjoy the sun. No, wow. I, I don't like um watching relationship drama. It doesn't it doesn't interest me, but I totally understand that it is interesting and fun to watch. It, I just doesn't really I don't really get it.
2: See, I don't know whether it's uh, cuz I have my own drama myself, but I like quite I <laughs> that's like a watching it. Yeah, that's a different podcast. Um, so I used to be the same thing like I'm not watching Love Island like it's summer, I'm, I'm going to be out living my life. Yeah. Next thing I'm sat on the sofa every single night with my housemate with one of those bottles that's got my name written on it. Oh my god. <laughs> so yeah, so I'm re- really aware of the trunks? track. It must no no not that far, <laughs> this strange house. Um but, so I'm really, really aware of the track because yeah. it was a big moment in <laughs> in last year's... In the show? Yeah, huge.
1: I, Not even being a fan of the show, I was even aware of this song on the show because I watched that bit on YouTube. Yeah. So I could kind of, even though I didn't like the show, I still knew that song from the show. But how many times does that
2: happen? That doesn't happen, I don't think. So rarely. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and we talk about it loads in the coming interview um, about how that even came to be. Well, the song reached number nine on the official singles chart which seems kind of like it should have done better. I thought it uh, would have done better if i honest. Sure. But I guess because it was one of those songs that climbed. It was a, a climber. It, even though it only reached number nine it reached number nine on five separate occasions. So it like, really? kept bouncing back up. Um, so That's crazy. That's, pretty, that's, that's okay. quite rare in itself. As yeah. Well. And she also has a new single out called You Mean the World to Me which is currently growing on the chart and it is it is another corker to be honest. Yeah. It's, and it was produced by Greg Kirsten, who has worked with so many people, but Adele being one of them. And the video—have you seen the music video for it?
2: I've not seen the music video. I heard the track. I really like the track.
1: So the music video features Maisie Williams from Game of Thrones, which is another TV show I don't watch. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what? Do you, I can't believe you're out living your life. <laughs> you're supposed to be watching TV.
1: <laughs> but yeah, and it was directed. All produced, I believe, by Lena Headey from Game of Thrones as well.
2: Right, amazing. Uh, that's a huge does have the they're, they're big names. They're yeah. big names from the, obviously from the show, so yeah. that's a big deal.
1: Anyway, we talk about we talk about the new single and her debut album and loads more in the interview, which I actually recorded at London's Tileyard Studios in right. Kings Cross, which is like a massive creative music hub. Have you been to it before? No, I've not been no. It's like a it's like a mini village. Really. Old industrial estate, and it's loads of recording studios and management, and all uh, basically anything to do with the music industry. It's like a little village of it there. A creative and village. I'd never, I'd, I'd never, yeah, I'd never been before, and it was weird but also really cool. <laughs> they
2: had a really nice cafe. <laughs> I'd love to go. You can take me sometimes. Yeah.
1: Anyway, should we have a listen? Yeah. Great.
0: How are you? I'm really good. Yeah? I'm doing that Friday feeling. Yeah, it's Friday feeling, <laughs> although
1: horrible weather outside. I
0: know, it's so grim, but I did have a cheese toasty and tomato soup for lunch that made me feel very, very warm That's so warming. <laughs>
1: oh, cheese toasty. Yeah,
0: like a triple cheese toasty, like oh, three different kinds of cheese, <sighs> melted inside. Sour- I'm in all sour. about the cheese. Oh, <laughs> so good.
1: So we're in Tile Yard Studios, yep. which is... Creative pub. Yeah, it's like, well, that's a better word than I was going to say. I was going to say one-stop shop
0: mm. for
1: everything, right? I mean, Yeah, I've been coming here since I was it? like
0: 18, and it's just like, an, it's like a great sort of secret amalgamation of like creative industries in one place. Yeah. It has a cool cafe. I, I don't really come here a lot anymore. I used to come here like every day. <laughs> oh, really?
1: Yeah. Um, I didn't realise that. So, working here for a long time.
0: Well, we actually recorded Lost Without You in that room there, oh, and we recorded it on a really cheap mic with, like, no help. You can actually hear the dishwasher. I'm not sure if it's <laughs> in the tank that was used, but it's definitely on that summer.
1: <laughs> it's always the way, right? Like, the, the unexpected hit, I guess, in that sense. It's crazy, isn't it? yeah. Life must have changed a lot in since last summer, I'm guessing.
0: I, yeah, it's one of those kind of, like, slow, like, snowball kind of effects. It's never, like, one moment. It's always, like, a kind of gradual building of things. And, like, you do have certain moments where you're like, this is weird. Like, how am I on the late, late show with James Gordon? I was just singing in my bedroom. This makes no sense. Um, but it just, it makes me so grateful for it.
1: Yeah. Do you have moments to take it all in or have things just got so much busier now that you're like, yeah. oh, think about it later?
0: I feel like over Christmas, it definitely, like, I just took a bit of time to be quiet and at home because definitely when you're, like, travelling a lot and touring, it can get a bit kind of, like, whirlwindy, which I love because it's so exciting and, you know, I'm working with a team of people that I love and I've been working with since day one. So, you know, we have a laugh on the way. But it's just nice to kind of stop sometimes and take it all in and just be like this is really crazy.
1: Yeah I guess one thing to take in is as I've just been showing outside, is it platinum discs?
0: Yeah the platinum disc arrived today. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, at school we had a art project and I don't know why I decided to but I basically stole a load of my mum and dad vinyls, I super glued them to a piece of like wood board and painted it, put it on my wall and was like pretended that they were mine because I was like an insane lonely ginger child <laughs> and basically it's somehow come true and I just I literally danced around in the like the record label meeting because I just couldn't contain myself
1: that is crazy
0: because it's, it's one of those like, things that happens like these things happen in like films like they don't happen in real life
1: but isn't it like um Oprah she didn't she write <laughs> it's just like Oprah I love Oprah didn't she write a check to herself. Yeah. But like, did she read about this? People
0: always like Jim Carrey and stuff, so you yeah you always do the visualization things.
1: Right, crazy. a check for like two hundred and fifty million dollars or something on her wall. Go big or go yeah. love was <laughs> Yeah. She did go big and then she got big. And then she could so probably go home yeah. as well. It's kind of the same thing, right?
0: Yeah. I'm a huge, like a huge believer in like visualizations. Yeah. I, I used to think it was absolute bollocks. <laughs> and then one of my <laughs> mom's friends was training to be like a life coach and I was at like, quite like a, like a like a dark place and I was like, I'm just a I feel like I'm just going to sort of give up music for a little bit and maybe try something else because I've been, I've been writing and singing consistently since I was 11. Right. And like open mic nights, gigging like every night around London on my own. So I was really tired. And um, I said, I'm just going to, you know, have a little break. And in this sort of, I don't know, week-long break or whatever I gave myself, I did these visualisations with my mum's friend. And I'm not even joking. They all came true. And I didn't <laughs> even like believe it was going to happen. I thought none of it was going to happen.
1: I guess i really known widely reported part of your story is the love island moment yeah um were you even were you a fan of love island before
0: interesting question so i i hadn't been but i had just recently got into there was a few series on netflix and i was traveling a lot and i downloaded one yeah it was the series where everyone got into it like about two years ago three years ago it was like two or three years ago one and basically i downloaded the whole thing and obsessively like binge watch it so i was like about a series or two behind but I was also keeping an eye on what was going on in the one that was happening currently. But it's hard because you can't watch it live because you're on planes and stuff. Yeah, so it
1: kind of takes you out
0: there. But I knew what was happening. I was watching like YouTube clips just to keep in with like what people, what my friends were like saying because it's such an interactive thing and people get so like emotionally invested in these people's lives yeah. and I love that. Like relationships are my favorite thing ever. It literally I got so emotional by the end of it. Like people's like real emotions and real feelings and I know like yeah. it's like heightened reality, but at the same time like we've all been there. Like, yeah. you know, we all, we all cry over the same guys and like, you know, I absolutely yeah. love it. And it was such an honour to be part of it without ever realising that it would play such a big part of my journey yeah. as a, you know, singer.
1: And I guess now there's new music. Yeah, we're so, in the
0: final stages of finishing the debut album. It's it's just insane because I wrote, I started all of these songs on my own most of, like, well, I wrote all of them on. Not all of them on my own, but I wrote all of them. Um, and it's one of those crazy things just when you're writing on your own and you can imagine, like, the different instruments, like string quartets and, like, gospel choirs. And then, they, like, they come true. And I'm like, I mean, who gets it? Like, this is just crazy. So I was just trying to enjoy the journey of it. But now it's kind of getting closer to release. So I'm like, I'm just really excited to share it with people. I was going to say,
1: are you excited or are you just like, oh, people actually are going to hear this now? Uh-huh.
0: I think because I played lots of like new uh, Open Mic Nights around London for, like, quite a few years before I even... Sort of brave enough to release it. I think it's like it's been a huge reward in terms of like I feel like I can sort of believe in the sort of stripped back, sort of emotional songs that I love listening to and I love writing. And it's like I'm not ashamed that they're not you know perceived as cool because it's kind of for some weird reason has come full circle and now it's like seen as sort of brave. (laughs) But at the time, I was just like, that's all it's who I was authentically on my own with no one watching. And so it feels really special.
1: And like you say, open mic nights stuff like season singer there. And that's, those are tough games. <coughs> which, super tough. Yeah. When people don't really know who you are or what's... Oh, no one, cares. Term. But no I, one I,
0: cares. I almost love that. Like you have to win round a room full of like drunk people on like a Friday night. And you're like, come on, let's do this. And it kind of like, it gives you this sort of strange kind of biofeedback, like energy in the room. You can really feel the room. And also it means that you have so much more appreciation when people now come to see your songs because people would always be like, play covers, play covers. And I'd like stick in like Lost Light, you'd be like, sorry. And they'd be like, it's all right, just get back to playing Born To Be Wild. And I'd be like, okay. <laughs> oh God. So like, just to, especially when people send me videos of like, you know, them playing, like young girls playing my song at open mic nights, it literally makes me emotional because I'm like, that was me. Oh my God.
1: As you mentioned, you've written, you've been writing songs for ages. Yeah. Is Do you feel any kind of pressure to, to live up to the song? Because a song like This Doesn't Come Around very often no. in, gen- in the general like, music world that a song that connects so well so do you do you even try and repeat that success or
0: I think that that song came from a time where I really honestly didn't care what anyone else thought and it's so easy to get sucked into that now when people are being so positive but it's like that thing of like you just have to remember that who you are on your own in the silence it's, it doesn't matter if you know people are saying they love you or they hate you, you are still who you are, and it's just being authentic to that. It's hopefully, like, that's the thing that grounds me, is just coming home to my front room, no matter where I've been or what I've done, like, I'm doing the washing up, I'm cooking with my mom, and I'm sitting in my front room, at the same piano I wrote, all the songs on, and it just grounds me. And I, remem- I remember how it was in the old days.
1: Ah, uh, same way. I mean, you mentioned your parents, they were quite musical,
0: were not they? Yeah, so my dad plays guitar and writes his own songs, just yeah. for love, because he's like an actor, music well, actor, voiceover artist, but he loves music. And we had like, you know, lots of instruments around when I was growing up and I was so stubborn, I was like, I'm not gonna play any of them because I didn't want to make him happy. I was like, no. I was <laughs> such a stubborn little ginger pony. <sighs> <laughs>
1: That's interesting that you were kind of rebelling against.
0: Yeah, I literally thought I would I'd taken a really long time to start playing an instrument because I was like nine, because I remember cutting out a cardboard cut out of a violin and pretending to play it until they bought me a violin and then I decided you can't sing with a violin so I stopped playing it.
1: That's true, yeah.
0: Apparently you can like in the country way like on your sort of... Oh,
1: like a fiddle.
0: Yeah, like a fiddle but I didn't know that or I would have probably done that.
1: (laughs) Something to learn in the future. But
0: for me, like piano was like they all have their own personalities, and I just, they're my favourite instrument by far.
1: On the new music.
0: <laughs> well, we've shot the official music video for the next single, okay. which is called You Mean the World to Me. It's a song I wrote right. about my mum when she wasn't very well. Never Again, never thinking anyone would hear it. It's always the ones you think people aren't going to hear. Really weird. Um, but we shot the music video with the Game of Thrones girls, like Maisie Williams and Nina Heady, And it was an incredible experience. We shot it at like, this sort of like falling down mansion in like... It was like it's in the forest in Essex. It's really random.
1: Sounds cold.
0: It was absolutely freezing. (laughs) I'm not joking. It was like minus five and I was in like a sheer dress outside just like, oh, I'm going to (laughs) die. So worth it.
1: Are we ready to play Take the Hit?
0: I'm so ready. I love this little like bingo set you have. Do you take this everywhere with you? Like on the
1: tune? I've taken a shine to it. It comes everywhere with me now. I really like it. Um, So the, the game is bingo, obviously. And the numbers that come out relate to the biggest selling singles of all time. This is so fun. Um, and I'll ask you a question based on that song. Cool. That's cool? Yeah. Ready to go? Yeah. Right, let's try and work this out.
0: 84.
1: 84. So the 84th biggest selling single of all time in the UK is Jessie J, price tag. Is it? B-A-B. Stunning. Number one in
0: 2011. It was. Oh, I love that song. I just feel like it, she really like tapped into that feeling that we all had in that sort of in the zeitgeist at that moment yeah. of like there's got to be something more important than how much things cost
1: so my question based yeah. on that is a good starter one actually
0: uh-huh.
1: um, what is the most expensive thing you bought? <gasps> I'm going to go within the last year
0: within the last year see this is the thing like I'm always like ooh like, uh, basically I spend all my money on like makeup and skincare and like sheet masks so individually they're not that much
1: a very pricey hobby it is actually more <laughs> than
0: you'd think It's one of those things where, like, I don't know, I have, like, a mental block to buying things that are bigger than that, but I do like, what was it? It's probably, like, some kind of moisturiser. God, I'm so sad.
1: Have you ever thought about how much you've spent on... Oh, I don't (laughs) want to know. I literally...
0: (laughs) Oh, my God, it's probably probably that or Uber's. I, like, have a problem. I think my biggest purchase one day, hopefully, (laughs) will be a flat. But that's my goal in life, and it's not a guarantee, so (laughs) I'm just going to...
1: Especially in London. I mean, maybe I could, like, buy somewhere
0: and, like, you know... So
1: it's yeah. Should we go again? I yeah. think I fixed it. So if you turn around this, the other. Ow! Oh. Yes!
0: Oh, yes.
1: Oh. 50. Right out. Oh. Powerball. 50. Uh, the 50th biggest selling single is Shaggy. It wasn't me. <gasps> it wasn't me. Number one in
0: 2001.
1: I know, I remember. It was everywhere. It was like that summer it
0: was boiling and that Shaggy just was like on repeat on like everyone's yeah. radio. It's just one of those songs that gets into your head and you can't get it out of your head. Like even when you said it now, I'm thinking of like the whole melody. it's like it doesn't leave your brain for like an hour after yeah. you even think about it.
1: I just look up who came up with this. It's genius. Um, yeah. Um, what were they
0: doing on the bathroom floor again? Kitchen. Oh. Oh that was it. <laughs> <laughs> It. It had to it. It had
1: to be like changed for radio. Was it did, it like, didn't it? It was, was like, it like begging on the bathroom floor. I it was I think. Cry- crying. Crying, and it was crying.
0: Some kind of sad, yeah, begging maybe. It was
1: something like slightly unintelligible, like they'd kind of yeah. fudged the word for like, I love a fudged swear word on the radio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, my question is Have you ever done something bad that you blamed on somebody else?
0: Oh, well, I have a young brother. He's seven years younger than me, so we are so close, but at the same time, definitely that age gap definitely is an advantage to me, and I still feel bad about some of the things that I did, but at the same time, he's cheeky as well, and he would get away (laughs) with loads of stuff. But he's like, I remember my mum being like, just be careful, because one day he's going to be bigger than you, and he now can pick me up like a baby, and he's 17. My oven exploded at the oven door because I left it on, and I said, it was him.
1: <laughs> oh, that's bad. <laughs> I
0: know.
1: You broke, was it the family oven? Yeah.
0: That's the glass just shattered, and I was like, oh my God, I left the oven on. That was so bad. That's,
1: what a pain. Yeah. <laughs> and I
0: was like, it's because he left the pizza and I think it might not be here. It was definitely my sweet potatoes. cancer.
1: Um Were you generally well behaved at kind of school and yes. home? Yes.
0: Oh. I really like, was very, very shy at school, but I feel like at home, it was where I kind of like, let loose of it, and I was a bit more like mad, and kind of, I was just a really mad toddler. I feel like toddlers in general are, but red-headed toddlers are like another level. For some reason, I used to just like, run out into the street like, be like, Wah! like, for no reason. I still think about it, like, what was I doing?
1: <laughs> <laughs> and how did you come out of that shyness? Because, personally, I, was, I remember being quite shy at school, and I Ruperpling. remember being quite... Like, I've got to do something about this. Yeah. I felt like, like yeah, the,
0: the first time I sang at, like, a school show was the first time I was like, myself at school, and that was a huge thing to me. I was like, wow, this is the only, like, way I feel like I can be my truest self at school. Um, and so it was definitely a huge part of it, but I definitely had to, like, learn to kind of be confident, because I really wasn't, in terms of at home, I was totally myself and free. And then in school, I remember my mum being like, you know, you just have to, like, just stand tall and like, you know, say hi to people, I'm like, you know, I can't do it, I'm so shy I can't do it, just, I think it's a normal thing at that age, but it's just something, I read a lot of books on sort of like, you know, things you can do, like the Wonder Woman pose and stuff Were your parents but I, like, when I they was was went to so parents funny.
1: evening were they like, are you talking about our
0: child? <laughs> 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 think they knew. I like... they think they knew I kind of like went into my shell a bit at school um, but I would kind of do like, sort of rebellious things, it was just kind of hard when they're like, my parents were like so supportive that I just had to rebel in sort of different ways. Because, like, I'd be like, oh, I'm just, like, going down to the canal to drink some cider. They were like, we've got a couple of bottles. I'm like, we'll bring a blanket. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, can you please, <laughs> like... But at the same time, like, I look back and I'm like, I never really got in with, like, my peers. Like, I was never really led by what my peers thought. I was more led by what my family thought of me. So, that's still
1: true. I've actually, <laughs> you just reminded me. I read, and again, this is probably widely known. What is it? But I read that your dad is the pepper Pig
0: yeah uh, daddy pig the voice of is daddy daddy pig yeah
1: oh <laughs> what an amazing like sort of dinner party story to be able to tell everyone it's really by cool. the way i am daddy pig.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't really tell people it's like when you're kind of going around the supermarket you'll just see little people like they can hear it they don't know where it's coming from and they're like where is it coming from why is it coming from and most of the time like it's so funny at like, parties like sort of cues form of like mums being like can i get a voice message and it's just so oh. sweet just that it's like he has a superpower he can make little people really happy
1: did he have any idea what he was getting himself into when he did this Like no. how did he get we know into the this?
0: family who got like, created it and right. they were just a lovely really creative family and they just came up with this brilliant idea and it was such a small niche thing for such a long time I remember he came home and I was like 12 and was like oh yeah I'm doing this he does loads of weird like you know he was like I don't know, a tortoise or something in this, like, video game that was big. I don't know, <laughs> but it's just weird things where he comes home and it's like, oh, there's a pig, it was something that put pigs and a dinosaur. And I was like, it sounds like it's never
1: going to take off. <laughs> and then, like, this massive thing, I'm like, I was wrong. We go- Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Again? Yeah. Come on
0: now. Yeah! 22. Take
1: this 20, oh yeah, imagine if it was. <laughs> That'd be good. <laughs> so, twenty second biggest selling single is Mark Ronson feat Bruno Mars' Uptown Funk.
0: Stunning.
1: Already the twenty second biggest selling single.
0: I love that's
1: it. Crazy number one in twenty fourteen. It was in twenty fourteen. Yeah. That's crazy, isn't it? The fact that that's
0: five years ago actually hurts my
1: brain a bit. Yeah, I remember he he said in quite a few interviews that he spent so he drove himself crazy making that song. Yeah, like he just make so many different versions I think it was right yeah it was the kind of track that needs that
0: yeah there's so many different elements yeah. and it's so
1: have you ever had to have you ever gone back and forth on a track yeah. just going I can't get this right we literally
0: recorded one of the songs we are I think like seven different seven different people it was actually like a literal nightmare but it's one of those things that it's like it's crazy because I have this like bedroom demo that's like seems to be better than them all, and we were trying to work out what it was, and I think it was the fact that, like, I was just kind of, like, on my own, and it was, like, no pressure, there's, like, a bus in the background, and so we kind of managed to recreate that somehow, and it was, like, kind of got it back.
1: Oh, that's cool, yeah. Because yeah. I never
0: play to a click. It's funny, that.
1: Right. Oh, do you not? No. Do most people then play to, like, something that kind of keeps them on?
0: Yeah, most people in pop have a click. Right. But with me, it's, like, for some reason, because the songs I've written not to a click, suddenly they lose some part of their soul when you put them to tempo right. but the songs that are written with like a drum beat on them are absolutely fine yeah but it's like it's funny how to get a ballad into that kind of like pop sphere it's kind of it's a difficult jump.
1: um my question based on that I just realized I had to actually ask the question yeah <laughs> was um what is your idea of a great night out oh
0: my god I love this idea a great night out <laughs> see this is the thing I don't have many anymore <laughs> <laughs> because like I don't drink when I'm on tour and I don't drink when I'm working and now I kind of do that a lot which is amazing and I really enjoy not drinking but I do love like you know catching up with old friends and like you know going out it's Friday tonight isn't it it is
1: I'm so boring
0: don't you is
1: there ever temptation to or is there kind of the prospect of having to perform going it's,
0: every, it's everything make you and I've not... done it before, I've done it before and I've regret like it's just one of those things that I just can't I know how many people are relying on me, and I just don't want to let anyone down. So I'm just completely like very, very health conscious. But when I have like I don't know like over Christmas, like yeah. my birthday or something, I'll be just like a bit more crazy. But a perfect night out, I would say that I really like house parties and like doing stuff at home. I feel like my favorite parties were we did like a sort of a ping pong party in my garden for my 21st birthday. It was my favorite, and I would, like, cooked the meal for everyone I love and like just like are you cook. Yeah, yeah.
1: What a birthday girl cooking? I
0: legit cooked for like so many people, and Did you there's regret that there's a the few end. vegan people that I didn't know were coming, and I had to do, redo the whole dish. And I'm like, it's all good, it's all good. <laughs> but I love it so much because like you can just dance, you are like, oh, yeah. just be crazy and wild. And it's like with yeah. my family as well. Like I never drink around my family, so when we're all together, like having like a lol in the kitchen, like that's just my favorite thing in the world.
1: It's it's strange when you have those moments with family. It's in a good I way, isn't it? Because it? it's like, oh, we never do this. Yeah, we never <laughs> just like you know. <laughs> Like,
0: turn off all the lights in the kitchen, and like, you have like candles outside, it's just really nice. Um, should we
1: go again, yeah, Try to do it again.
0: 72? 73
1: that is John Legend, all of me. I love
0: that song so much, yeah. literally. I love that song so much, really. I just feel like it's a beautiful example of how, like, you know, how much he loves his wife, and you love the fact. I love love songs that are balanced and they're not just about someone saving someone else they're about two people saving each other that makes uh, me yeah. so happy
1: yeah it's also kind of it's, it gives me hope it's yeah it, it, you're right it does but it also feels really simple in a good way and I'm sure it's not at all oh yeah
0: writing simple ballads is like the hardest really thing ever hard to, yeah so like I have so much respect for people like John Legend you're like oh my god I know how much time that went into yeah. that and um, that's hot.
1: it wasn't a number one <gasps> despite being a huge seller It got to number two in 2014.
0: But in your head you'd still think it was a number
1: one. for some weird reason. Yeah, I mean, give it to him. Yeah. My question is, what is the most personal song you've written to date?
0: I would say it's Lost Without You, but I know it's not because the next song, the next single that's coming out, You Mean World to Me, um, is funny. Out of the two songs when I wrote them, there was a long period of time where I couldn't literally get through the song without crying. It was so sad and I don't really cry. So this was the weirdest part. So it's like, if I'm writing a song and it makes me want to cry, I'm like, this is something. Like I've hit some sort of random nerve yeah. in my brain. And I don't know, it's like every time I thought about my mom and the fact that she wasn't well, like still to this day, I get super emotional singing it. And it's like with lots of that, you've kind of got to a stage where I'm, you know, sometimes I get to that place, but it happened so much more with You Mean The World to me. So, uh, especially with like the music video now, it adds another level of like emotion that I'm like, oh.
1: See. If you're not a crier, no. then when you do cry, you just go, or do you just, yeah. does it just overflow and it's you can't well stop? It's well
0: hard, because sometimes, like, I mean, because I play a lot more now, it happens a lot less, but at the same time, like, when I didn't used to play that many gigs, and it was like a big kind of moment, I used to just be like... I just get to the end of the song, like, there's, like, there's, there's, like, a single tear, and then there's, like, ugly crying, and you just like, you want to stay with that single tear, because, like, on stage, people are like, oh, damn, and you're like, oh,
1: she's gone, there's, like, a fine line,
0: yeah,
1: (laughs) yeah, the single tear is very, like, classy, yeah, I love a single tear, but
0: you can't always contain it,
1: yeah, (laughs) (laughs) that's
0: the problem, you're like, I'm really sad, and it tips over the edge, but, like, that's the job I, like, I love, it's, like, you can always find a way to get back to that place like you know no matter what you're going through yeah
1: there's always a reason and I guess maybe it's that song I was going to ask have you also witnessed a song that you're just like that is too personal to put out into the world you I mean think. the world yeah, thing legitimately 100%.
0: 100% I was like not going to share that with anyone
1: and then do people say it kind of forced yeah. me
0: I did it kind of like <laughs> at my friend's open mic night and like I got this weird reaction, I was like, oh my god, everyone hated it, that was terrible. I'm never playing it again, all good. And then i just turned, like, I sort of realised that like we were just all crying, but like in silence, and I was like, oh my god, I'm definitely not showing anyone this. But it slowly just became like the song that people would come up to me after shows and like we just cry because like, they'd tell me stories like their mum, and we're just like, Ugh.
1: Yeah, do you have do you have to are you finding yourself having to take on people's emotional baggage slightly?
0: Yeah, hugely. Which Thank is a
1: big you. way, actually. Like some pop stars and some singers say, like. I struggle sometimes with the meet and greets because people yeah. will pour everything out to you. And yeah. You kind of take it on.
0: I just, it's hugely humbling that people have opened their lives and their hearts to someone just because of, you know, one song. And it's like, yeah. especially, like, it's a hugely vulnerable place to be. And I just, I take that with such an immense amount of, like, I can take that responsibility extremely seriously. But it's one of those things that you suddenly, you see people you haven't seen in a while, people you know, and they're like, it's almost like you've been in their lives but you haven't been there. Yeah. So to them, you're like, Just the conversation is continuing, but to you it's like, "Wow, that's I haven't heard all that dark, sad, sad stuff that's happened to you." I'm so sorry. Like, it's just one of those things that it's it is a weight, but it's more of
1: an honour. Yeah, and you said you've said that you your kind of forte, I suppose, is like the sadder songs.
0: I can I don't know why like I think that's like to be like kind of happier in my life. I get it. it
1: Being,
0: like, upbeat and... I know I have a melancholic side. I know, like, I feel like everyone does and that's the thing that sad songs really unite us and we're like, oh my God, I'm not the only one to feel this way. Yeah. Because it's not a common thing that people go around saying. But for some reason, songs the one place where people were like, we all feel like this and this is fine. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, when Adele sang someone like you at the Brits and we were all there, it was the most bizarre thing. Like, people that like, I'd never seen cry were, like, crying. And we were all just like, what just happened? The room just became, like, it was the O2 arena, it just became, like, a tiny oh. room yeah that's like hard moments, to do moments like that are like they transform
1: you yeah definitely should we go again yeah I th- there is actually a- i had another one down Come on. Come on, baby, baby. 45 45. so the 45th biggest selling single is daft punk feet for a williams get lucky
0: you know what that came on the radio this morning and i actually had a little bit of a moment I yeah. love this song. Because so it, much.
1: Because it got like so overplayed at the time. Yeah. It kind of,
0: kind of burned into everyone's out a
1: bit. But when you have a break from it, my god, isn't it good when you hear it again?
0: I freaking love or it. Great song. It was one of those songs that I was waiting to get sick of. And I was like, I'm going to get sick of it, I know it's coming. And it never really happened. I and mean, I know what you mean. I could feel everyone else around me being like. I think there was a point where I did have to stop sort of listening to it for like maybe like a year.
1: based on that song.
0: What's it gonna be, Rob?
1: <laughs> yeah, what do you think? What's it gonna be? Um <laughs> Well, I want to talk to you about your lucky break. Mm. Now, it may be the Love Island thing. I was going to ask you, do you think that is it? Because obviously, it wasn't an overnight thing, despite no. it pers- being perceived to be an overnight thing for some people. Because like your song, just randomly featured. You them. know when
0: people say like it takes ten years to be an overnight success. Yes, that? that literally happened.
1: Yeah. Would you consider that a lucky break moment for you? Huge. Was...
0: Like I find that like it's definitely like a catalyst and a moment yeah. that I will always be so grateful for because like you don't get many of those. Those moments where everything kind of comes together after so many things not coming together after so, like so many years, it's just yeah. you appreciate them a lot more. But at the same time, there are so many of those little lightning bolt moments that have like led up to this. Yeah. So it's like I'm incredibly grateful for it, and I know what it's like to not have it. So I am grateful, but it's like there are just there's so many moments. Yeah, I mean. The
1: people might not know, and yeah. have seen. Was, was the story that your friend sent in three tracks to the producers, is that the right story?
0: Well, it was actually um, a friend, well, yeah, he was like the, one of the very uncool, like me, people at Brit School who actually used to get their homework in on time, somehow. Um, he was interning <laughs> actually at this indie record label and it's his first day as an intern and they were doing an a on r meeting and they were like, do you have anyone? And he was like, I'm a mate i went to school with. And that's literally it. Wow. My after, God. Three, after three years of like being in the wilderness after school, being like, this is like the darkest years of my life. Because everyone went to uni and was like, I know what I want. And I was like, I know what I want, but it's like really hard. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh my God. It was definitely a huge risk, a huge gamble.
1: Yeah. Oh my God. It, it, does that make you think what could have happened if... That hadn't that conversation hadn't taken place. But it was so
0: funny because they asked me the next day, we went for a coffee with um, Charlie Moss, who's incredible, A&R, and and um, I I was I was so nervous, and I'd had meetings like this before, and I was like, I just I don't want to mess it up. Yeah. And I was just like, the problem with these meetings is they never let me play. I was like, I just they always want you to play like a, a recorded version, and I'm terrible at recording things, so I was like, if you just have a piano, and I heard they had Tom Waits's piano, and I was like, okay, can I play you one song, and then I promise I'll go. And he was like, okay, like. Cool. And I came upstairs and played Lost About you and was like, Can I can I stay? <laughs> and they were like, We'll give you a chance and I was like, Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> that's so cool.
1: And it's just one of those moments
0: that like today with the like the discs arriving you have to pinch yourself because I remember that moment so oh my clearly. God, yeah. And I literally I felt my heart pounding my chest, I was so nervous because I was never that confident person to be like, I've got a song. I was like, I don't really have any songs. <laughs>
1: <anymore."> <laughs> maybe this one. I was like, maybe, <laughs> I don't know.
0: But at the time it was like to not have drums. To not have, I don't know, backing right, yeah, dances. Exactly. To not have auto-tune. Like, all of the things were not cool. Yeah, exactly. I was definitely, like, a zebra in a horse race.
1: Well, I wanted to ask for that because it just goes to show that sort of labels and people just constantly sort of think, this is what we should do right now because that's what's doing well. No
0: one would sign anyone like me at that time. No yeah. one. This <laughs> is why I have so much respect for the, you know, small team of hard-working people who took a gamble on me when it wasn't the thing to do.
1: And it really helps when it really, like, stood out on radio or... Yeah. I mean, it was getting played everywhere eventually, wasn't it? <laughs> but it still really stood out So you were like, there aren't really songs out like this no. at the moment. It's all just, not not all the same, but it's there just isn't songs like that yeah. that are so stripped back. I just, I
0: see a lot of people trying to do, you know, what you do when you're young, which is try and do, you know, you emulate other people. But there's this thing where it's just, what you would do on a desert island when no one could hear you, that's the probably the thing you should be doing. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, you mentioned Brick School yeah um, what is that like because to me it's like fame and everyone's kind of dancing in the corridors no, no. there was
0: one day when people danced on the table one day and that was the musical theatre people <laughs> that was the musical theatre people and I loved them to bits no. a bit. and because I was brought up around actors I sort of got on with the actors and musical theatre people a lot more I felt like they had this camaraderie and this kind of like they're quite like passionate there was something about like my year in like the music students they were just very very like shut down and cool and and I see and I was like, oh I'm not one of you. <laughs> and I used to be like, do you guys want to write? And they were like, no. Um so it's one of those things that I spent a long time and like, oh, I find my tribe there, and i go there and like to not find it again was, like such heartbreak, and I it actually was the catalyst for me to be like, I'm gonna freaking transform my life because yeah. if this doesn't, nothing's gonna make me.
1: Do we have time for one more?
0: There we go. Oh look at it, number three. Number three. <laughs> number
1: three. <laughs> Third best-selling single of all time. Are you oh. What is it? It is Queen, Bohemian Rhapsody. I love
0: Bohemian Rhapsody,
1: yeah. yeah. Well, it's a bit of a bonkers song, just yeah. to say the least. Number one twice, Yeah. in 1975 and 1991, I think.
0: Yeah, um, I love
1: Queen. So my question based off it was, is there a really bonkers song that you've written that you haven't kind of, you're not putting out, or you've just made once and went,
2: what Ash. the hell is that? <laughs>
0: Actually, there's a song that is actually going to be the first song of the album, and it's quite, like, gothic and intense, and I remember writing it being like, this is way too, like, out there, it's not cool, like, it's, like, it's a bit, it's got some sort of, like, vampire imagery in it, because it's, like, really sort of, like, gothicy and, like, quirky, and not, not what I thought a pop single would ever be, but I just wrote it being like, I just really like this kind of, like, music, this sort of, like, Celtic, sort of inspired, but basically <laughs> in my head there were drums, but I didn't have a drummer, so on the piano I just go do, 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 like a drum <laughs> and it's really sad, but at the same time now it's t- now I actually get to play it on stage with like this incredible drummer and like a whole band that comes to life, and I feel like at the time of writing it, I was really like, embarrassed and being, like, it's just this weird like. Gothic kind of, it doesn't really have a normal pop structure. Right. It's a bit creepy, but I love playing it. So, what's on the album? It's gonna be the first, it's gonna open the album. Oh, nice.
1: Oh my god, I can't wait. I'm really excited.
0: It. <laughs> it's got like all these strings on it now. Oh my god, I'm.
1: Oh, nice. Um, thank you so much. Thank you so Good much. Thank you, you for got. playing Take the Hit. I love this, like, game. I need to get it at home. <laughs> so, that was Freya Writings. David. What did you make of her?
2: Oh, again, another. You've got we've got some lovely guests so far. I know it's only do, two, but yeah, just like the nice, nice, humble yeah. s- singer-songwriters.
1: I loved the bit she said on visualizing her success because she was saying how she yeah. was performing in bars to people who weren't listening, which is really must be soul destroying.
2: I feel awkward when I see that happening, so I can't yeah. imagine how they feel when it's going on. <laughs> but
1: she also was quite confident; like she didn't seem phased. Like she said, it was a challenge. Yeah, which it's such a great mindset i'm not sure i'd have the confidence to have
2: that mindset well maybe maybe try it like like you're saying
1: i'm I'm gonna try visualizing something (laughs) i don't know what (laughs) something big is happening okay okay
2: yeah there we go (laughs)
1: uh was there any bits you took away from it at all
2: i look it's it's amazing when like someone she's done so well and like the part where she was saying that she'd stolen some of her family's uh, vinyl, sprayed them and put them up on the wall oh, yeah. as like platinum, but and then she's obviously now received the platinum, <laughs> yeah. um, the BPI Brits um, award. So that like ties in amazing. It's so like she said, it's like things you think about when you're younger that never happen. Yeah. But it's actually happening to her. So that that I'm uh, yeah I'm obviously really pleased for her. A bit jealous. I'd love to be. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: I'd say it was. It was like a strange moment. She seemed quite overwhelmed. Like, if it wasn't made clear in the interview, we were sitting basically amongst her Platinum Disc Award, which which (laughs) would kind of get handed out to people in the industry as a thank you for working on the project. And, yeah, we were literally sitting in a sea of these Platinum Discs for this song, which was just so weird, but very cool.
2: And her dad's the voice of Peppa Pig's dad. Yes. Which is insane.
1: (laughs) such a... Great, like dinner party conversation you could have. That
2: I wouldn't even have a, mu- I wouldn't bother with a music career. Not that she yeah. shouldn't, but like that's the that's a claim to fame there. Like, dine out on that for life. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, thank you again, Dave, for joining us. Thank you, this Rob. week. And thank you to Freya Ridings. And remember, you can check out all the latest music news, singles and albums charts, and the biggest selling singles of all time chart on officialcharts.com. And follow us on all major social media platforms at officialcharts. See you again soon.